The Educated Ignorance Podcast here on the FFSQC Podcast Network. Back at it again after a bit of time off. Want to thank all of those in waiting. Some people asking me how long it's going to be till we record again. It's been a while. Been very busy uh, with doing um, the good, the some some fun stuff. You know, we had some postseason basketball we were covering for QCSN. Had about two full weeks worth of games. Basically, it felt like I was never really getting, uh, you know, the ability to do stuff. Um, so a little burnt out. So I had taken any pretty much any off day I had. I was able to kind of just chill and relax. But we got ourselves some fun stuff on the docket, you know, for from here on out. Now with football being done, simply big time basketball stuff. Maybe a little hockey every now and then if we get Mac and Nick on it together. Um, but my favorite, my thing I'm most excited about is Blake is going to be on the pod at least once a week now for the remainder of uh, the NBA season, uh, or at least we're going to try to do something like that. And he is on today. We're going to talk some all rookie stuff that I'm excited about. Um, I'm sure he's going to pound his chest for Josh Giddy. We're going to uh, ad- both admit how wrong we were about that. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about Io DeSumo probably and uh, how much we enjoy him. We're going to also uh, then I, I want to touch a little bit on the Miami Heat and try to figure out between me and him, put our brains together if he if it is go if they are if they should be the favorites in the East right now with just how everything is squared up. We're going to find out, and then we're going to talk some Western Conference sleepers, particularly um, Denver and Dallas, and then also some Memphis stuff with Jaw. So. All NBA stuff coming up. Up next week, we're going to be doing a lot of conference tournament action stuff. Probably Monday or Sunday night. Uh, probably Monday. I would say probably we'll record Monday. It'll come out Tuesday. We will do the uh, power conference tournament breakdown as well as the mid-major weekend wrap up. You've got big tournaments this weekend, like the Big South OVC. Um, the Summit League is this weekend, so a lot of bigger tournaments with some high level at large or high level one bid league mid majors that are going to be cashing their ticket or punching their ticket for the tournament. We're going to break down some of those teams. Hopefully, teams like South Dakota State, Murray State, Vermont, New Mexico State. Well, I guess the WAC is next week, but it's uh, but either way, the WCC should have a pretty good Final Four this week uh, uh, over the or that'll be leading up. I believe they will play midweek next week, if I'm not mistaken. It'll be when their conference tournament starts. But we'll also break down, like, Big Ten, ACC, uh, Pac-12, SEC, Big 12, etc. Big East, Atlantic 10, those type of conferences and whatnot. So all of conference tournament week, all that breakdown next week. Then, obviously, Big Selection Sunday show, etc. Big tournament breakdown podcast. Probably do a selection show live again on Facebook like last time, but... Either way, but upcoming, uh, again, Blake up next. Big NBA stuff for this week should be fun. Let's get to it, folks. The Educated Ignorance Podcast here on the FFSQC Podcast Network. 
Blake is here. We're going to talk a lot of NBA. It is going to be a doozy. We got some fun stuff coming up. Blake, my friend, here from the game room where game is discussed. Game will be discussed today. Blake even turned the, to, to my surprise, turned the light on to, to set the to set the whatever in here, the ambiance. Been a while. I guess not really. You were pretty much on the last pod, but uh, it's been a while since we've been on here to talk some hoops. How you doing, brother? I'm all right, man. I'm uh, living that life, you know. Uh, chilling, working, ready to talk basketball, like always. You feel like you're in your element now? Absolutely. I, f- I had a feeling. I was like, there's no way I'm going to ask him to do this. And then I'd be like, hey, bro, so I kind of want you to be my NBA guy every week. I had a feeling you would. I was a little worried that you might be like, I don't know, I'm too big for this. But you're like, no, nah, let's nah, go. I got to spread my knowledge. Yeah. Spread yeah. what you know. Yeah, people think I'm just a scrawny white boy, with no knowledge. <laughs> that can't jump. Yeah, they can't jump. You know, Chris. Uh, do, do we should uh, one day we're gonna do a pod breaking down like your our favorite 2K players of all time, and we're we're gonna tell everybody your love for Michael Beasley. Michael Beasley's coded. We're Got gonna, that green release <laughs> automatic. We're gonna do like an entire uh, an entire two hour pod about Michael Beasley's jump shot. Him and EJ Montgomery. <laughs> yeah, how, how Michael Beasley was our uh, how Michael Beasley was like our prototype for in ev- for <laughs> every two K rebuild we did. It's like bro, Michael Beasley free agent. God, Let's I do it. It's an easy si- easy one year one mil contract. Easy thirty points a game. Thirty points. Dude, he was so automatic good. bucket. All right, well, let's talk some fun stuff. Uh, I want to start with um, the guy everybody's kind of talking about right now before we get into some some heavy sleeper stuff with some guys in the West. I, I wanted to start with the Memphis Grizzlies just because of how, how they have kind of – they're kind of starting to make everybody – they're starting to become the people's pick because of – what Jaw's been doing as of late, and you actually watch their team, you can understand why they're they're a team that's very popular when people want to pick who you know they think could be like a team that could make a run. But you know, I don't think they're. I think that Blake they're more than a trendy finals pick. I think there's some serious beef with this, mainly for the reason that they're a half a game back of the Warriors of the two seed, which I think for them to make a deep playoff run is important. Like, what are your thoughts on the Grizzlies and the run that they have been on this season? I mean, obviously they have taken the right steps, but they have, they are a team that I think is here for a long time. Yeah, no, definitely. Ja is uh, definitely a game changer. He is very skilled. Obviously, we can clearly see that. Um, the team is built, in my opinion, perfectly. Desmond Bain is a sleeper. I think he's a stud. Um, that Stephen Adams, uh, Valanciunas trade. I think that trade. We all slept on Stephen Adams is perfect. I slept on him. Stephen Adams is perfect in every way, shape, or form for that team. Uh, Jaron Jackson, you know, getting him back from him being out for a year was huge for them. Um, all around, they're just very they're built very well, and uh, I think they could they have a chance to make a deep run. Um, they don't have much experience, which I think is going to hurt them a little bit. Well, but um, yes and no. You got if you think about it. I mean, they had to play in it, or they they played. That is, that is fair. They, they played were the two, in the bubble. They played in the original play-in with Portland and lost. Last year, they were the nine seed, won both play-in games. They beat San Antonio, then went to Golden State and won, and then they lost in five to the Jazz. But most of those games were competitive. Game one, they stole in Utah when Ja went ballistic. It's a team that is, you know, done enough. Can you can. 
it's almost the perfect comparison because of how Ja plays. I don't know if they are beat for beat the 2011 Bulls, but if you look at how that that Bulls team kind of went together, 2010, they played the Celtics in Boston or in in as the seven seed. They took them to six. All of those games were competitive. Uh, you know, the Memphis didn't push Utah like that, and Utah it wasn't a, isn't a team. Can you compare them to Boston? That was that Boston team obviously had won a title in 08. Uh, or in 07, they went to the finals in 2009. So that's a that was a Boston team that obviously had done a lot more than what last year's Utah team was. But I think they've they've gotten the rub of enough experience to where it's not going to be new to them. You know? No, yeah, I, I they're they're a very hot and explosive team. Um, they can a hundred, they could definitely make a, a deep run if they get hot enough. It's just. Do they have enough to get there if Chaw has an off night or an off series? You know, who else? I mean, Jaron Jackson, go will get 20, but outside of that, Stephen Adams is going to get you 20. Desmond Bain, he can. But, again, I again, I, I like them as a team. I see them as a second-round tough out, in my opinion, right at six or seven games. Um, I think they can collect other pieces. Um and you know Zaire Williams, he has been amazing lately. Uh, I think he has a lot of value. I'm not saying they need to go out and trade him, but um, they're definitely very talented, and uh, they could definitely make a second round or even a deeper run if they get hot at the right time. I think the two seed's important for them because you can then guarantee yourself at least two game sevens at home if you need them. Now, granted, I think if they get the seven seed, and worst case for them, I think the toughest team for them to play would probably be the Clippers, just because you don't exactly know what's coming back for the Clippers, if anything's coming back. I don't back. think anything is at Even if they don't, that's still not an easy team to go against. The good thing for them, though, is uh, Grizzlies, they're very, 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 very elite defensively. They're very, very good defensively, so that also helps. You mentioned the Steven Adams thing. I was so wrong. I thought it was a horrible idea, mainly because they didn't do much in who they got at the draft capital that I thought were game changers. But then obviously Zaire Williams has been a great piece for them this year. So again, wrong. But like the Steven Adams thing, I just initially was like, I felt that, that just because Jonas, just because JV was so good for them a year ago. Yeah, but with the team like the Grizzlies, how like quick and aggressive they play, they need a rough rider like Steven Adams. I mean, they love him too. He's really their he, leader. He is literally everything that they could have asked for. He does all the dirty work that they need him to. Um, obviously, he's not stretching for, but they don't need him to with Jaron Jackson. The thing you is, know, Desmond Bain. They need a guy who's going to stay on the inside. They're one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the league because he's because one of the he, best offensive rebounders, rebounders in the, in the NBA. Yeah. Just under 10 rebounds a game. And he's very rebounds, and he's, he's very great. good defensively, too. Yep. Just on the inside. So, I mean, he averages four and a half offensive rebounds a game, which is nuts. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. So, I mean, like, their offensive rebounding numbers, the fact that they can get second chance points. I think in the playoffs, I there. I don't want to be the hot take tea guys. I, obviously, you can live in the middle and be like they can, and my, they, they my, can be. They can win it all. One of my blah, other blah, blah. problems is Ja is very good, but at some point, like we have to realize he is second in the league in points in the paint. 
what happens if they get up against a team who has two seven foot guys? See, here's or this like is, a Draymond on the inside. This like, is that's, where that's going to be tough. I'm not worried about them playing the Warriors, even if they get Draymond back, because right now the Warriors. Who Nelly, it's layup lines against those boys. And again, Draymond's not playing, but that comeback that they had where they only scored like eight points in the fourth quarter against the the, the Mavs, the Mavs were down 20 and came back on layup drills. Towns pounded them for like 39 the other last night. I mean, right now the Warriors' interior defense is a struggle. They obviously got to get Draymond back, but it's like when is he coming back? I mean, even if they get Jay, I mean, even Wiseman – on the interior is it's just here's my that's play. my only concern Here, for the Grizzlies because if Ja can't get going on the inside he's not going to be able to get going on the outside here's my point with the them is he's starting to learn and here's where you got to remember what you have to remember and you're smart enough to know this that the playoffs the game is totally different every <laughs> every possession's like absolutely Bill Simmons said it best he's like every possession is like a football game. It's like so every possession means so much more and he's already learning how to be able to isolate and control a defense. He's going to be able to, to to drive. He'll get a switch on a pick and roll. He can drive in, pull it back, set it up, wait for a team to try to show a double team and then he can go around it or he's so good at splitting pick and roll like hedges. I think he's learning and understanding how to control an offense, control the entire game with the ball in his hand. Uh, and I feel like that's going to help them when you, they get to the playoffs because they have guys around him that can do stuff. I So I think that this season, it's not inconceivable for them to be able to at least get to the conference finals because I think that with what they've got going on and with him – you're going to be able to get advantageous opportunities for bigs, for Jackson either slashing or spotting up, for Bain spotting up and creating, for uh, other guys like Dylan Brooks, if he can come back. Brendan Clark, Brandon Clark obviously is a great option for them, whether it's first unit or second unit, Kyle Anderson as well. So, And then Zaire Williams. Like, they have guys, no matter what, with, especially with how Ja plays, and ja how he's going to control a game, it's – Ja just he, Ja what he does he scares me, if I'm gonna be honest. I I uh, I listened to the Colin Cowherd podcast and he said it perfectly. A player with his play style has got to learn to de which he has. He's gotten a lot better from his rookie year. He's got to develop an outside game. You got to realize, look how good John Wall, Derrick Rose. All were on the inside. They were top can, three in point. He can shoot. Like he he shoots a lot shoot, better. Though. It's just ninety-five percent of his points are coming from inside the basket or inside the he, cylinder. So it's like it's like at some point I want to see him develop more of the mid-range. Which again, no. he has he has done a lot more. Just the fact that he scores a lot of his points from the inside it scares me. He and I feel like at some point it's he's either gonna end up getting hurt like one of them or at some point people are just gonna realize hey we just gotta pound him on the inside and then he shoots 54 percent from two. Oh, oh no <laughs> because he 34 and a half percent from three which isn't bad which for isn't him. terrible just under 50 percent overall i i get what you're saying and i think stuff like that will come but i just think with his game and his ability to craftily you know control a game to where he can get shots he wants with the team, with the guys they got around him, I don't think you have to worry about him just jacking shots. 
No, I I don't ex- I don't. He got. I mean, again, we know this. He got fifty-two the other night and took and took four threes and missed seven shots. Yeah, that was spectacular. That game against the Spurs, man. Is there a better game in the last? Is there a better performance in the last like three years? I mean, come on, that's incredible. Like Kevin Durant's fifty points in the playoffs is pretty good. I'm talking regular season. Regular oh, okay. Season, regular season. Regular season, probably not. Yeah, because I'm not comparing that game. I'm just. I'm, I'm not comparing. You, you said. I'm not. Am I bad? I'm not comparing a regular season game to Giannis dropping fifty in the finals game to win a title, or Durant's forty nine. Whatever and whatever in game was it five against the net or against the Bucks, and then he had forty seven <laughs> in game seven against the Bucks. Like yeah, no, I'm just saying like Morant with what he did, like just to control a game the way he does, and it's crazy. All right, I want to move on here. I want to talk about some other guys in the West. Let me pose this question: If you had to pick between the Nuggets. And the Mavs, because of Luka or Jokic. And he said, this team scares me to be able to go on a run. Not even thinking of who they... We can kind of talk about like their possible matchups in the road that they uh, could okay. take. Can I ask another question? Are we including possibly getting MPJ and Jamal Murray back? We are going to get there. If but we do, easily the Nuggets. Easily. They were in the... I mean, they were in the finals. Or the conference finals. Two years ago. Two years ago. That will be a point. But just uh, right now, I'd choose the Mavs. Okay. Let me tell you what I'm saying. So I think they're. Scariest team that cannot. I'm not just talking like make a run. I'm talking about win the entire thing. Ah. Uh, this is hard for me. There's a there's a the, path I think that this path, can happen. The, I think both teams could. I'll give you a reason for both. Okay? Go ahead. Go ahead, please. I think the Nuggets can because you have Nikola Jokic. I think he's I mean, I think he's the MVP of the year. I think he can he does literally everything you need him to do. You, if you don't have Jamal, he's your he's your point guard. Mm-hmm. He's your rebounder, he's your scorer. Bones Highlands has been amazing. God, he's been good. He's Woo-hoo! been awesome. I love his I love um, that guy. Aaron Gordon, people sleep on him. He's a great defender. He can get going. Even if they get one of Jamal or MPJ back, they're, MPJ they are, is a lot further along than I thought he was. He's apparently, are, he's apparently, uh, isn't he? He's like, uh, working become, out. He's yeah, he's, he's back on the court out, this yeah. week, which is shocking. And uh, I also think, I think it's more realistic for the Nuggets too than the Mavs. My problem with the Mavs is, I mean, Luka is exceptional. I mean, we all know that. I think. The Spencer Dinwiddie move was Fantastic. was awesome because it makes them pretty much play five out, and somehow it made Ber- Bertrand's going Berton's going from Washington to Dallas made him the guy. De- My only he made they yeah. made him the guy Washington gave that horrible. Extension the only to. problem is they have no inside presence. They face Jokic. Jokic is giving them fifty every single night. They have no inside presence. <laughs> they, none at all. They Seriously, they, have, no, they have none at all. I mean, Luca can go out there and match him, but I mean, who's who is literally going to stop? Nikola Jokic. I'm just saying if they match up. Even like if they get the Clippers, like Zubac. Zubac is going to tear them up because they don't have anybody on the inside. Dwight Powell's good, but can you depend to play him 35 minutes here's a night? Dwayne Finley-Smith is great on the defensive end, but he's more of like a 3-4 guard. I'm worried about that, but here's why I'm not too worried about that. Because they're like the be- one of the best defensive teams in the league this year. Jason Kidd is amazing. He should win coach of the year. I don't care what anybody says. I mean... 
That's a great. This team should not be over five hundred, and they are like the fourth seed. I want you. They're five. They are. They're on a run right now too. They're two and a half back of Utah for the fourth seed. Utah, by the way, nine and one in their last ten. Um, oh, we're gonna do pro- eventually. I mean, since this is week one of us of you being on every week, we're eventually when we get to like late March or like when we get to early April, we'll probably do like an award show. <laughs> but I want you to hold that Jason Kidd coach of the year take. I the one thing that I will it, say the Mavs have that is easily, I think, one of the. I mean, Jalen Brunson, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Luca. Good, good luck. No, they're perfect. That that's 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 your closing three. Good luck. Here's Stop. the thing. Who, 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 Defensively, like they went from the team that had to. Sc- Dude, remember two years ago, they like broke the record for offensive efficiency or something in NBA history. In and for regular even season, even like Reggie Bullock, he is great defensively. It's- they went from that team, Blake, to being the team that's okay with winning games like 102 to 99. That's how they play now. It's crazy how they are. They do we know if they're getting uh. Tim Harvey back. I I don't know. I I think he broke his foot. Yeah. If they do, it's an added bonus, but I don't know. That'd be pretty tough. But, yeah, I mean. It's just an extra The only thing that scares me is their matchups. Like, if they played, like, a, if they played, even if they played, if they played Phoenix, Aiton could possibly do some damage. Yeah, it just, it scares me. But I also say that. Let me, let's. Let's start with let's stay on the Mavs and then we'll go to the Nuggets because the point of this is to talk about like Jokic and Luca and like how they how Luka, those two guys Luca can be, easily carry the Mavs to the finals I, easily no doubt in my mind. Let me start with he is twenty two and he is a top five player in the world. Yeah. Top yeah. argue argue he's dog. the greatest twenty two year old ever. Absolutely right. I'm like, sorry, better than was I, LeBron you, this good at twenty two. Well, I guess was LeBron. I guess he was the greatest, probably twenty year old ever. I don't think LeBron was as good as he was when he was twenty. He, but LeBron, LeBron by, hasn't been good. As, uh, but LeBron, LeBron at 20, wasn't this good at twenty two either. I mean, he wasn't dishing out. Well, let me let me not, find out. I saw their stats the other day. LeBron had twenty six point nine. Luca has twenty six point one. Luca has eight point something rebounds compared to his six, and then Luca has eight assists compared compared to his like five. My thing is, did what year did he turn twenty two? That is where I'm quite wondering. Could, did he turn 22 the year that they beat that he went to the finals? No, 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 no. I don't think so. Because if that's the case, 84, he was 23 when he went to the finals. They went in 2007, so he was 23 when they. No, he was 22. <laughs> he was 22 when he went to the finals. I don't know. I'm just saying, I think LeBron's been the best player in the NBA since the Pistons, or was the best player in the NBA from the Pistons, the the him the 48 special against Detroit, to about, to the 2019 final, or till the 2019 playoffs when Kevin Durant took that mantle, then Kawhi took it for about two weeks, for about four months, then KD got it back. Then LeBron got it back when they won a title. Then Giannis is here, uh, with Durant obviously in that juggle of people. But that's a different story. Anyway, let me mention the Luca thing. You, 
think of the two playoffs that he has had. They were, they've been amazing. They played the Clippers. And <laughs> Literally the one, them. The, yes. the one team that can give them fits because they have two guys that can guard, you can throw at him, and they're two of the best wings in the NBA, Luka, Kawhi Paul George. Luka this year can run through the entire West and not have to play a team that can literally stop him. Luka, I mean, this, this proves that, I mean, Luka's been playing pro since he was 13. I mean. Pretty much. <laughs> he... He can easily carry them to the conference finals. I think the finals is a little bit of a stretch. I think they I, they need another piece, whether it's an inside presence. I think if they were – I mean, obviously they can't because he's on the Nuggets, but if they could have got like a guy like DeMarcus Cousins who could even have came off the bench to give him a little presence on the inside would have been great. I just – Luke can carry them. I just don't know how far he can. No, that's the thing. Like, And I was going to mention this about them. They're the five seed right now. And I feel like that is perfect for them. I I because just think I think the Jazz is, if they face up the Jazz is going to be a nightmare for them though. I don't I think. think so. I, they you don't, don't have with Rudy I on the inside. I, I mean, don't think they ha- the style they play because they basically play five out. They don't have the defenders to to stay because that is they are the type of the Mavs are the type of team that will play the Jazz in the playoffs. And everyone will only be writing think pieces about how Rudy Gobert is the worst player in the league because it's going to be a bunch of clips like the like against the Clippers where the the team is they're playing is going five out and the wing defender guarding the ball is going to get burned and then Rudy's going to be getting scored on on the rim because Rudy's on help underneath. That's going to be the series. I think the Jazz, the Mavs are the worst matchup for the Jazz. But I, this is my point about. Going back, the Grizzlies, how important it is for them to get the two seed because then you avoid the Nuggets in the 3-6 matchup or the Mavs in the 3-6 matchup. I don't think the Jazz will fall back to the 6. I think the Jazz will probably at worst be the 5 unless they fall off at some point, but they're rolling right now. They've won 9 of their last 10. Um, If if Memphis got the – imagine – we'll get to the Nuggets here in a second, so I'll hold that thought. But here's the thing I was going to say about the Mavs. They're the five. Imagine if they get the Suns in round two. And, yes, I am the guy who has been saying bang on the Suns is the favorite, quote-unquote, because, look, in the year where there's more teams than ever that have a shot in the history of the league, absolutely, you, I mean, you have to give the team that's the favorite, the one team that has been head and shoulders above the rest, it has been Phoenix. But here's my point. Imagine if the Mavs get Phoenix and Paul is like, He's he's average because coming back from the wrist or the thumb or whatever. That I mean the the Suns can guard obviously. Yeah, and I think eight and against the Mavs would give them some issues. But boy, would that be interesting. Yeah, no, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely would. I it's tough for me, man. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I trust them to get that far, but it's. It's. I'm just. It's not out of the realm. It's not, you're right. It's not out of the realm. They're the I just, sleeper. They're asleep. So they're a sleeper. I just. I just don't. I don't think Luca can carry them that far let's by move, himself. Let's move to the other team, the, the Nuggets. The the point I was gonna make, the Memphis. If the Grizzlies get the two and the Warriors get the three, and they play the Nuggets in round one, Blake, how much? How much would I have to do? How much would I have to gas you up? For me to tell you to take to bet the Nuggets to win outright in six against the against the Warriors, uh, I I wouldn't do that. How much convincing would I have to? A do? lot. I think the Warriors would win. 
you can't tell me you wouldn't see a scenario where Jokic's score is going I could absolutely uh, no 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 absolutely 42 8 and 15 a night against them absolutely but I'm also I'm also assuming from sources that they're going to have both Wiseman and Draymond. I think that too. I'm just I saying. Still, <laughs> I'm just saying. I think a fully healthy Warriors against a Jokic Nuggets. I think the Warriors probably win in five or six. That's fair. But I just if the Nuggets to... if the Nuggets get back somehow, That's get what I'm back saying. Jamal and MPJ. It's going seven. It's hashtag scary hours. Yeah. I, I just wanted to float that out there to you. So let's talk about that. Obviously, Jokic, you say he's the MVP of the league. I have no gripe against that. I would say he's number two, but that's because I think Embiid with what he's doing, especially defensively, and his numbers too now yeah, are going to just have be... Have you seen the Nuggets s- roster and that they're... Uh... No, I know, I know. <laughs> Blake, I know. <laughs> they are so bad outside of Jokic. I know. Oh, they're terrible. It's, it's a weird fit, but good Lord, he's making it happen. Absolutely. I just think two man with... Look, for the MVP discussion... Embiid's literally potentially going to be the first center since I think David Robinson or Hakeem, I think Robinson, to win the scoring title. That matters, especially in today's NBA. That's fair. I think, and and with what Joel Joel brings defensively for them, and I think his numbers are just going to continue to get more gaudy. I mean, he averaged 27 and 12 tonight, so like, or he had 27 and 12 tonight, so like, I think his numbers are just going to continue to get more gaudy with Harden playing because that's a fantastic combination. Now granted, they get the Bucks and the Heat in a back to back Friday and Saturday. Bet your ass I'm gonna be paying attention to that because boy, those are gonna be tasty games and we're gonna speak about the yeah, Heat here in a moment. You, have you seen I mean Jokic isn't putting up, you know, twenty seven, but No, Jokic's numbers 26, are ridiculous. Fourteen and eight. It's eight boards, fourteen assists. Yeah. Or fourteen hold on. Fourteen rebounds and eight assists. He's he's yeah, yeah, yeah. He's averaging fourteen rebounds a game. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Uh it's okay. Either I I wouldn't be upset with either one. No, that's what I'm saying. Jokic at worst, I mean, is number two. 25 and a half, 13 and point eight and eight. Yeah, that's it's nutty. So that again, I have no issue if Jokic is the MVP at all. But you let's the point with them. I think their sleeper candidacy, and you kind of hit the nail on the head when we first brought this up. It's definitely more based on Jamal and MPJ. Let me ask you a question. Let me steal a thing from the Bill Simmons Zach Lopod that dropped a week ago. What if Jamal Murray comes back and he's like really good, like right away? I mean, <laughs> I I wouldn't be shocked. No, like that's why I'm. That's why I'm depending on their health. If if he comes back, he could. I mean, he could be very very rusty. I don't know. But with him on the floor. Him and MPJ, I think it makes them way more dangerous. Cause I think two, just him, too. You can't just ignore them, even though he just got back off an ACL. You can't ignore him. Yeah, because then you have dude to put up you... a dude went on a what? How many? A, a 40-point barrage, barrage in like six games. Like <laughs> him in the him the, that Jazz Nuggets series in the bubble is one of the greatest. One of the greatest series ever. It's one of the greatest guard duels in the history of the NBA in a playoff series. What Donovan and Jamal were doing going back and forth. And then Jamal, what he did against the Clippers, like his game seven where he had 40-plus, and then he had another game like that against the Lakers. Like, then you obviously bubble, blah, 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 whatever, but those games were still meaningful. They're those matter. games were obviously mattered, and those games were still high pressure because of what was at stake. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, if he comes back at all, 
and shows any glimpse of like what he can be. Eventually, all we're going to be thinking about is like, do y'all remember the last time the son mother 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 was in the playoffs and he was dropping 35, 40 burgers left and right? Like, man, if he's back, that is terrifying. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. They're they're scary. They're scary, especially when they're fully healthy. Do I think they're going to be fully healthy? Probably not. I don't think Jamal plays this year, if I'm going to be honest. I do think MBJ comes back, which is still, again, a huge addition for them. But, uh, yeah, no, I think I think Jokic can carry the Nuggets farther than Luka can carry the Mavs. That's just my opinion. I would have to disagree with that a little. But I also think if Murray and Porter were back, I think I would probably say the Nuggets are a better constructed roster Absolutely. than the Mavs. Absolutely. So absolutely, but I love what the Mavs have done. I love what they upgraded. They, I think, especially especially if Bertans, like against the Warrior or the other night he had, I think he was six of eight from three. I think it was against the Lakers. Like, I feel like I think if he's the guy that got the money from that the horrible extension from Washington, not the guy playing on the horrible extension from Washington. Yeah, if he's that guy. I think that's they're good. tough yeah, yeah. because that's the guy that can re- can be a 38 to 42% three-point Absolutely. shooter. Absolutely. If he's bad, then it's like, oh, shit. Dinwiddie's a great addition. Absolutely. Because of what he can do, you can go to him. He can be a ball guy. Brunson can be a guy with the ball, like all that stuff. But, yeah, Bertans, too, can, can be a, uh, a, uh, a big addition. All right, we're going to talk about the heat here, uh, heat here next. We're going to take a quick break. All right, we're back. We're talking about the Dal- uh, the, the Miami Heat. I almost goofed that up. We're going to talk about the uh, Miami Heat. Blake, I'm going to just ask you this. I know they lost tonight to the Bucks. Whoa, whoa, whatever. But why are the why are people afraid to say the Miami Heat are a the favorite in the East? Why do people not want to say that? Be I can give you three reasons. Okay, spit it to me. I'm okay with this. Bucks, Nets, Sixers, just the teams. That's it. Yep, that's literally the only reason. Do you think style play, like that stuff, stuff like that? You don't think that that, like the fact that they are more gelled, the fact that they are proven. It's not like they've never done it before. They went to the finals two years ago. They fit every piece there fits. You never have to worry about them not having a guy. They're probably the deepest team in the in the East, if not the NBA. You don't think? Do you, don't you think that stuff is going to matter? I do. I do think it's matter. I personally love the Heat. I think I'm. I pick them right now. Gun to my head to go to the conference finals. Do I? Am I going to sit here and say that they're going to make it to the finals? No, but I think they're easily a, one of the best teams in the east and I think they can easily make it to the uh easily make it to the conference finals this year if not the finals. I was listening to Simmons and Rosillo the other night and Simmons said gun to his head he would probably say the he are the best team in the east. He initially had the Bucks. I I probably gun to my head would pick the the Sixers right now. I do have to see how they play this weekend, though, against the Heat and the, and the Bucks. My issue with, like, the Bucks is there's some glaring issues right now with their late-game stuff. They're the that, worst third-quarter team in the league. 
that's defensively. That's they an give issue. up like thirty eight points in the third quarter. It's it's weird because and like then they're the defense best defensively never, in the fourth. <laughs> they've never been like a bad defensive team ever. It's like, and I don't think it's like them. Is it like them being bored? I don't know. I think the Ibaka piece though is really big for them. I think it was like the most underrated trade thing that we didn't talk about for some reason. Yeah, it was. I think it's a great pickup, and I think eventually it's going to pay extra. It's going to pay dividends. Like we are going to talk about a big playoff series. And we're going to be like, oh, Serge Ibaka was a, swung this game for them in in multiple ways. I think this, the thing I'm I just I need to see the Sixers against more like really really good teams. If they play this weekend, Blake, and they, I wouldn't say look easy, but if they win against the Bucks and the Heat both games on the back to back, and it's like in good fashion, it's going to be hard for me to not say the Sixers. And my biggest thing with the Nets is I need to see you guys play games together. <laughs> well, starting Thursday you'll I see I need it. to see you guys play. Starting Thursday you'll see it. Is that like KD comes back Thursday? KD's going to play Thursday. Tomorrow. Literally tomorrow. He plays tomorrow. Okay. That's a thing. Uh, oh, but, and against the Heat too. How about yeah. that? And I also the Heat aren't even healthy. They're still getting back a huge piece. Yeah, La- in a couple weeks. Um, Lowry, right? Oladipo. Or Oladipo. Do you mm, Okay. Do you think uh, he's yeah, actually going to be a piece? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I really, I really do. Do we? Do you think, or do we just want him to be? Serious question. No, I. A dude who he he's not just going to you know fall off a cliff you know from. Granted, he did get hurt, but he was a 20-point-per-game score. He can easily go out there and get you 20 points. Easily. And he'll probably come off the bench with Tyler Hero, so a lot of pressure is going to be off of him. I don't know if that... I don't know if on this team you're he, looking but you at don't him even, to he score need, you 20. No, he doesn't need to score 20. That's a thing. That's a context thing. Which, okay. Yeah, I can think I, he's going to be a huge addition because it's going to take a lot of pressure off other guys because you know what he can do. You know he can score. But how if him... Let's say you're running a Tyler Hero, Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, Bam, and put whoever in there. It'd probably be Duncan. And Duncan. He is easily Their a best. fourth he's easily a fourth or fifth guy that if all if like that's your worst defensive matchup, easily he can he can exploit it easily. They're they're winning well, let me say I guess probably right now their best five late in games, they would probably say is Jimmy, Tyler, Kyle, Bam, and then P.J. Tucker. Because P.J. defensively, you have Jimmy and Tyler out there to be two guards. That's the thing I like about them, man. They have a bunch of different lineup combinations that they can use. They're so deep. COVID this year, the COVID stuff that happened at the beginning of the year, it sucked, obviously, to lose guys, and thank God that they were all healthy. But it was like literally the, the COVID and injuries, the best thing that could have happened to them. You, they found how out how deep. Deep, legitimately, ridiculously deep they are. And you know what I'm expecting to happen here post All Star break? I think Bam Adebayo is about to go on a tear. I, I could see that he's, happening. I think he's a guy he's taking really the good. next step, man. Mm-hmm. He's figuring it out, absolutely. And he can be a guy. He can be like their guy, go to guy, like late in games in the playoffs. And defensively, he's an anchor. And you can he can ma- he he can guard anywhere on the floor. He can be a guy that you can allow him to. You can throw him on Giannis. You can at least you can throw him. They would obviously throw PJ at Durant. 
obvious. So you can at least, if they play the Nets, you will you can have him guard Ben Simmons to where he's able to cut off driving lanes and also hover underneath if Simmons is is kind of standing out of the play. You also uh, another thing is I you got to realize how good Victor Oladipo is at defense. No, I I just I love Vic, dude. I love it. Victor late, Oladipo. Late game situations, he's going to be a defensive anchor for them along with PJ, Jimmy and Bam. That's disgusting. Kyle's really good at defense mm-hmm. and then you just have Tyler Hero out there to torch people. I just don't They're they're going they're not going to be an easy out at all. But man, I think Victor is going to be even better for them. Are they the hardest puzzle to solve in the East in a seven-game series? Absolutely, because you have you have so many different things. You have right? eight guys on their team that can drop twenty. Literally, drop twenty. Gabe Vincent can't drop twenty. They have nine. They have like twelve they, dudes that they can trust to go play. to, and all these different lineup combinations. Like an, another guy we didn't even talk about was uh, uh, my guy Omir Yurtseven. Oh, he's a he's a monster. Stud. He's a stud. He is a, amazing. Like they're finding minutes from uh, freaking like Caleb Martin or is it Cody Martin? Cody. Cody Martin's on the Heat. They're finding minutes for Cody Martin this on this team this season. It's nuts. It is. It's absolutely. It's absolutely. Max they're definitely. Too. They're easily. They're definitely one of my favorite teams to watch. And right now, if I had to choose, they'd probably be my favorite in the East right now. But that's right now. My biggest, like again, my biggest thing with other teams is if I just had to list them in the East, the I Bucks. Just, the Bucks are just so. I would like to think that the Bucks are going to be more flat. They're going to be more, all right, you're here, not up and down in the postseason. Mm-hmm. I would like to think that, but they haven't proven it to me in the regular season. I'm a guy of, I need to see it to believe it. It's why, as true as you are on the Nets, it is your fatal flaw, Blake, that you always just assume the best sometimes. And literally, the best for them has never fucking happened outside of like a two and a half week stretch in now 15 months of that team being a thing. So that's why when I when it's like all right, what are they going to be? It's like I can like I don't know because I haven't seen their roster play like at all. I think if it's all there, it can fit. They? But the question is like, will it all be there? I have no idea. We got two teams in the East that are that question. So we'll wait to find out. Am I like the Sixers? Who knows if they're going to have the depth? I, they have the high end talent. The biggest issue with them is going to be the depth. Can those guys that have been Reliable this year, like Maz, Niang, guys like that. Can those guys continue to to roll and be good in the postseason? For the Bulls, their biggest thing right now is health. They need their guys <laughs> to come get, back. They got to get healthy. They got to get healthy, man. They got to get, get healthy. healthy. And once they get healthy, they need to show that they can compete and be in these games against better teams. I do think I think that that's a. Th- I think the record now is like two and thirteen versus teams with a six hundred record or better. That's a thing, but I don't it's a, think it's, it's a it's a thing, but thing. It, it's a thing, but it's not it to me. It's not a big thing. You got to realize those two wins that we've had are both against the Nets, but the losses that we've had are against teams that are at full strength that have everybody close games against close Philly, games against close Philly, games against Bucks, the like, uh, Bucks, couple close games against the six, uh, and we're not even. And I'm not saying we can beat them in a seven game series. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying. The the two and thirteen to me it means nothing. We have not been held. We we're missing four key guys. Did they play the Warriors at home yet? Yeah, they yeah, did. Or yeah. no, they haven't because they have they, they no. Play they play them in a couple weeks at like, home. 
So they haven't played them yet. They got like, swept we haven't by the been Grizzlies. Healthy. We have we've we've had five games together as a complete unit, and I I general I think we're gonna get all of them back. Do I know how well they'll play together? I think they'll play great together. It's just a matter of can they mesh sooner than we need them to. I think it's wrong to even say at full strength that you could – That I think it's wrong to be like, yeah, these guys are guaranteed to be the favorite in the East. There's teams I would take ahead of them, but I think that they can win a, at least a round. I think they're going to be a tough out. I, the, I think full healthy, full healthy – granted, I mean, saying that. Full healthy, I think they could make the conference finals, but I also think that about five other it's teams – It's going to be about the matchup. It's going to be about matchups. It's, it's literally – East is fucking loaded, dude. If, if – it literally depends on the matchups. If they draw like a Charlotte, I think they can beat Charlotte in the first round. And then it really just depends on who they draw in the second round. Yeah, seeding for the Bulls is going to be the most. I, th- I think they need to be a top three seed for me to feel comfortable. Yeah, because then you can hopefully, if you avoid the Nets, you're going to be playing. Even though the Raptors are like a nightmare matchup for anybody, you'd possibly be playing like the Raptors. Which I'd rather, like, I'd rather match up against the Raptors or the Celtics or the Cavs, something like that. But the other teams in the league, like the Cavs, they're young. We talked about the Bucks, the Sixers, the Nets, the Celtics. I'm in a this okay. We we are on completely different no, strands. I heard a take about this, and it's you know how many times this time are, of the year they get hot. They are not every the, year for the last three years, Joe. They every are, year for no, the last listen, three years. They are not the team that people are saying all of these percentages to get to the finals and stuff. It's you you know why it's like that. It's because pe- those type of numbers take all these analytics and stuff. And, like, look at this. They have the best point differential in the East. And I think the third best in the NBA, fourth best in the NBA, behind the Suns, Warriors, and Jazz. But they have the best in the East. They have the best point differential in the East. So a lot of that stuff goes into those analytics. When you see stuff that says, like, percentage to either get to or win the finals, and you see the Celtics up there in, like, the 20s. It's like, okay, come on. But I do think with the lineups that they have and the players they have and the defense they play, they are definitely a real problem. But circling back to the Heat, they are, and we agreed, I think they're the hardest puzzle to solve in the Eastern Conference right now. Absolutely. Um, That can change in two weeks. Especially if like Durant's back and here he is, and then all of a sudden here I come mean, the Durant, Nets. Durant's literally going to drop thirty tomorrow because he's <laughs> it, literally a walking bucket. Here come the here come the Nets, or here come here comes Ben uh, here comes Ben Simmons uh, after that game in Philadelphia, which is hilarious, but whatever. Ben Simmons finally comes back and maybe he actually looks good. I hope I'm a Ben Simmons guy. I don't say the stuff I say because I don't like the Nets. I love the Nets. I think Katie is great. I think Ben. I love Ben Simmons. Trust me, I do. I'm a Sixers guy. I wanted him and Joel to work. It didn't. Oh well. I still love Ben Simmons. I just think what he's doing this year is, it's it's, grow up, bro, grow up. I love Kyrie Irving. I love Kyrie Irving. I just want to see them play games. Hopefully, the vaccine mandate gets lifted, cause. It's really dumb that it isn't. But oh well. Different conversation for a different podcast. Um, we need to be put on one of them three little letter news networks to have that conversation. But yeah, so with the Heat, I just feel, man, like they have so many different areas. Are they disrespected? No. You don't think so? No. I think a little they might be a little disrespected. 
I don't think so. A lot of people don't believe in him. It, it's it. I don't believe in anybody. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> no shit. Or you, you no, realize, no, 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 no. Here's realize, the thing. Here's realize. the thing, Blake. It's not that we don't believe in anybody. It's that we actually believe you gotta, in everybody. You gotta realize, we believe in everybody. You, There's so many good teams. You gotta teams. realize who the tenth seed in the East is. They just made the conference finals last the year. The fucking Hawks. I did by saying they'll go that far again. No, but they're not going to be a tough out. They're experienced. They've gone deep in a playoff run before. Dude, the East playing is going to be no. <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte, they're they're very streaky. They could easily go off. I mean, and then you have the Nets as a as an eighth seed right now. If if a, a Nets a Nets Heat first round is going to be Chef's kiss, it'll be wild. It would be insane. Like you just you just don't know. The it's, Nets it's might so it's the West. I think the playing teams they all suck. I'm gonna be honest. All the playing teams in the West suck, but like in the East, are it's, you sh- really? Because I was actually, I was hoping you said something nice about the T Wolves. Because I was actually gonna, I like, I like. I wanted to, sprink- I wanted getting, to sprinkle some love on your boy. D'Lo has been playing a lot better lately. He's can, been on fire. I think catch really good. Off the Anthony Edwards. Can, can I? Can I have? Can I put a take here? Yeah, that you're gonna love. Forty-eight minutes into this pod, we're changing the subject. Blake Ringer, put your phone down. D'Angelo Russell might be a winning player. Absolutely. <laughs> when, <laughs> he figured it out. They are good. They are good. They're There's these like random stretches where he just goes off. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and he, he like makes winning plays now, Blake. He because I mean, you got to I mean, he carried the Nets too. He that was year. great that year. And again, I still don't understand it. I didn't understand at the time. Like why would the the sign and trade thing like Kyrie and D'Angelo could work perfectly together? Yeah. especially if Durant and wasn't playing. The that whole year. the whole Warriors thing was it, it. The Warriors were making him play a game that's not his game. He was there to go out and spot up shoot, and he is not a spot up shooter. I do think though. I think that the other way to look at that though is I think he did have issues, and I think he learned from him, and that's why he's been so good this year. He's awesome. That team is awesome. They're one of my favorite teams to watch. Easily one of my favorite teams to watch in the league. They're, I they're also a nightmare matchup to have. Yes and no. I don't think they're good enough defensively. Pat Bev is fantastic, like nucleus guy for them. Cat is great more nights than not. And Anthony Edwards. Is Anthony Anthony. Edwards has been bad lately, but boy, if when he is like rolling, it's Nas right off the bench is really good. Yeah. They're they're Don't they have they're, they're uh, tough. KJ McDaniel's too's been really good for them. The Jaden McDaniel's. Jaden McDaniel's, yeah. They're really good. They're tough. But um yeah, no, they're they're fun. I just wanted to give you that take cuz you, you were very uh harsh th- on him. There's reason, look man, if you, you had reasons, you I get, get it. You traded like that, they li- when two teams literally just give you away for nothing. Now granted, the the Warriors did give him away to get Andrew Wiggins, which obviously Wiggins going from the Wolves to the Warriors should have been a fucking all-star starter or an all-star general, but, you know, <laughs> Wiggins. Yeah. Wiggins is good. He's, like, a good player. He's a winning player now. But, no, I just wanted to give some shout-outs to him. A- Andrew or D'Angelo Russell's a – he's a winning player now. Absolutely. I agree. So, I wanted to – Thanks, you. I think. The, the West – yeah, you're right. The West play-in is – But, yeah, back to, the, back to the East. I would love, I think... though, real quick, if we get a – the Lakers might not even make the fucking play-in. They're going to make the play-in, but they're going to lose. Are we sure? Yeah. 
Are we sure that the Pelicans yeah. and the Bla- the Blazers just have horrible stretches? Unless the Blazers, Blazers have the, been really good actually. Since the, the problem <laughs> since is the trade. The <laughs> problem is the Blazers can't beat teams that are like above the plate. Like if they if they play if they play a team that's better than like the Clippers seating wise in the West, they get doused in flames. Like they're playing the Blazers, they're playing the Suns tonight, and the Suns are killing them. So Shocker. like, and they played the Warriors the other night, and they got drilled. So it's like they can't play teams that are better than them. But they could. They beat the Lakers. The Lakers suck. The East playing is much better than the West playing. Absolutely. But if we did get like Lakers Clippers for the eight seed, that'd be kind of fun. That'd be awesome. It'd be hilarious. Um. So yeah, I wanted to give that uh that that D'Angelo Russell hot take. Um. Did you have any more thoughts on the on the Heat or uh, any other West team in general before we jump into the All Rookie stuff? I'm trying to see if I <laughs> trying to see if I need to shout out a team real quick. Oh, I do want to shout out uh, my boy CJ McCollum because the Pels referendum. God, he has been. They're playing, man. He has been, uh, absolutely. He's since he's gone to. The uh, Pelicans is averaging like thirty four a game. Yeah, hopefully they can go like on a little run, and maybe we can do. A, I hope to see them uh, in the playoffs. If I'm going to be honest, I'm hoping that we can go on a little run, and then maybe next week we can do like a. Next week we can do like a Pelican segment and talk about why the fuck Zion's not playing. Because he doesn't want to be there. He wants to go play in New York with his friends. It's so stupid. Who the fuck does he think he is, Bill Russell? <laughs> You've done nothing in this league, man. I don't get it's dumb. Him and Blaine, so dumb. Him, him and David Griffin don't get along. Who cares? You've been in the league for five minutes. You don't get to dictate terms like that. You're not fucking LeBron. You're not AD. You're not Kevin Durant. You're not James Harden, who did it four times, three times, whatever. Twice. Eh, twice. I like twice. Um. So yeah, let me. Um, any other teams that you wanted to shout out? Um, I think we talked about everybody. All right, let's talk some all rookie stuff. I'm fascinated by this year's rookie class, and also how teams how sometimes we love to bag on GMs <laughs> for like getting shit wrong. I and you know I'm right now. But here's the only the guy in the league, we, the, we only, the only guy in the league I trust is Sam Presti, and boy, oh boy, I don't know why I did not trust him. <laughs> and here's the thing: we get shit wrong too, because man, there are some guys that right now, um, he's not gonna win Rookie of the Year. No. Let's just talk real quick about Josh Giddy. I think if we had to do an All Rookie NBA, if there's, I think the first All Rookie team is it, this is the this is easily the All Rookie first team, Josh Giddy. Mm-hmm. Io Desumu. I, ooh, Evan Mobley, I don't know. That's Scotty this, Barnes. Then this is where we dis, this is. You don't think I was first disagree. team? I don't think so. What? C- continue. Go, go ahead. Okay, so Josh Giddy. Yeah. Cade Cunningham. Yep. Io, Evan Mobley, and Scotty Barnes. I think Io doesn't make it for Franz Wagner. I think Io's number the top I guy think, on the second team. I think Io. Io does. Io does more than Franz Wagner. Well, the question opinion. is going to be in those cases. It's going to come down to like stats versus playing on a team that like actually is good. You know, I think that's also what I think is going to be the determining factor in who wins Rookie of the Year. Who's your Rookie of the Year right now? 
Man, you're thinking about this. Right now, it should it's, be Evan Mobley. It's got to be Mobley, right? Absolutely. We can though agree that Kate Cunningham is fucking incredible. Like, the Pistons suck, and he makes that team watchable and fun. He should not win Rookie of the Year. I wouldn't even put him I wouldn't even put him second. Cade? Would you yeah. put Josh second? Abs- absolutely. All right, so I'm pulling up uh, Franz Wagner's stats. Are you pulling? Whose stats are you pulling up? I Right now, I have Josh Giddey's. Okay. <laughs> of course you do. I mean, 14, 8, and 7 as a... 18 year old so he's he's fantastic he is he is fantastic yes Franz Wagner's stats are gonna be very but you gotta realize Io didn't get you know the minutes at the beginning of the year he actually I just think Franz should he deserves it I think if we're gonna be like if we're gonna be honest 15 and a half a game four re four and a half boards 46 percent shooting pretty damn good 50 percent or uh 35 from three I think, you know, what he does just under 85 from the line. I think Wagner probably should be a first teamer. And I think Io is going to be the he'll be like top guy on the second team. Who fills out the second team with him? Uh I don't really know. Herb Jones. Herb Jones is one of them. Yes. Dude, he is amazing. Herb Jones is him. incredible. I love him so Dog, much. Dog, he's in he's such a good dude. Him Herb Jones in 3 years. Might t- in two years even might be is he going to be like one of the five best two way players in the league? Because how good he is defensively, yeah. and it's not going to be because he's going to be like this poured in superstar offensively. I'm just saying like usually guys that clamp like he does on the defensive end don't bring it offensively. Like he has an offensive punch. Yeah, he guards man. He's a problem. Yeah, I so love his your game. second team. Your second team is going to be Jalen Green, Jonathan Kuminga. Dog again. Can I, one I was wrong on. You Jonathan very, I told you. Is I, told, a, I, I told you. End up. Hey, yeah, I told you. You were super wrong about Giddy. I didn't have. I'm not trying to like. Call you, you no, out. no, no, no. You told me, Blake, you don't know anything about him. Give him a chance. I was like, no, absolutely not. Why would I draft him? <laughs> I had no clue. I, the Giddy thing, I was like, I heard a couple of things that were cool. I just had no opinion on him. I, my thing with Kuminga was this. I thought they fucked up because they didn't tr- package the two picks to try to get a player. Like I thought at the time it was like, bro, you got two top, you got two lottery picks. Your goal is to win a title, package both of those picks to get like fucking Bradley Beal or some you shit. Gotta, uh, and they proved me wrong because Jonathan Kuminga is, is a rotational it, piece on a team trying to win a title. Everything that he's, he's good. He's, on, he's only 19. I, dude, he is good. <laughs> he Anyways, is good, good. So your second team is going to be Jalen Green, Jonathan Kuminga, one of Franz or Io in my opinion. And then you have. Jaylen I think Suggs. you got it. He's been bad. I think you got to throw Cam Thomas in there. I don't think he's played enough games. You don't think so? No. And then he was in the G League for a while. We love Cam. Look, we love Cam Thomas, but I doubt he's gonna be. And then that's another thing. I mean, yeah, you're right. Jalen Green will be a second team one. Jalen uh, Green, Zaire Williams, maybe he's been picking it up lately. But that Even fir- Davion Mitchell, but I don't know. Well, off, off night? Yeah. Is that the best nickname in the NBA? <laughs> it's the dumbest. How? <laughs> Bro, you're literally telling another player, like, you're literally, your nickname literally is, when I guard you, you're not going to get your game off. Bro, <laughs> that's cold. Right. That's cold. And then he backs it up. Tell me a better nickname. Blanco Chocolate over here or some Absolutely. shit. Absolutely. You fucking clown. 
you goddamn clown. Uh, let's talk about the top. So I think rookie of the year definitely is going to be Evan Mobley. Um, you know my love for him with like <laughs> with uh, <laughs> you know like I think he's in three years he might be one of the five best players in the NBA. He's that good. Um, did you think? Let me all right, let me let me ask you this: Should he have went first? No. Heinz, is hindsight twenty twenty? Should he have gone number one? No. You think Cade was the right pick? I do Absolutely. think Cade obviously is amazing. Cade was the right pick at the time. Yeah, because they don't have a still, guard. They don't, yeah, at, they the, at the time, you got to realize the Pistons they had Isaiah Stewart, who is been really good. You didn't really have a guard to you know actually run your team. Um, they were very still iffy on uh, Killian Hayes. Um, I don't think Evan Mobley would have. I don't think Evan Mobley would have made them any better than they already are now. Yeah, because I will agree with this. They do not have the other guard that if like Mobley went there. I th- the only person really in the top. Everybody, I think, was the right pick. Just everybody hasn't ended up being what they were supposed to be. I think Jalen Green to the Rockets was the right pick. They needed a they needed an athletic guard like that. I don't think Granted, Mo- Mobley wouldn't obviously be showing off like he has been. I think Evan Mobley. I don't. The Rockets. The Rockets didn't need him. I don't. They Mobley had, is they better had, than Jalen Green, though. By abso- no, absolutely. I I agree with that. But I still think Jalen Green was the right pick. I still think Jalen Green's going to be good. Scotty Barnes to the Raptors made a lot of sense. Uh, Jalen Jalen Suggs to the Magic made a lot of sense. He's not been good. But it made a lot of sense. Josh hated a thunder. I about had a panic attack, wanted to kill everybody and commit mass genocide. But that was clearly Jesus Christ. That, that was well. You know, I wanted Jonathan Kaminga, but you would have technically been right on that one. But who? Okay, Giddy the the raw the thunder do obviously they uh they benefit from literally just having all those kids being able to go and actually get their game game off you know absolutely it's a massive difference between kuminga i think i just think i guess kuminga's built more and it's like mobley too he's not there getting his game off but like mobley and kuminga if you really think about it probably the two best pros pro ready type players coming into the draft i undersold kuminga work in the G League because I think if your biggest like if your thing is like you're going to the G League I just don't think you're getting the type of the reps the repetitions the the the, the games in against meaningful players you know so like him in the G League I just didn't expect it I think you know he was though much more acclimated and ready to roll as a pro right off the bat than some other guys I guess Cade would probably be like third or I guess Cade probably is second because Cade's been great so I'd say like the three best rookies this year when it comes to pro ready have been Evan, Cade, and um and Jonathan Kuminga. Franz I think has just been a fantastic, you know, I didn't expect that. Another guy was just like, Well, I didn't really it was like we a weird pick, mm-hmm. but they got it right. Like I didn't know he had the game he's got. He's been he's been really, really good. Uh really, really good for them. Um Io is an interesting one. I think he's going to probably be on the second team. Other guys, um, Alfred, another one we didn't say for the second team, maybe Alfred Sangoon. 
I forgot. Uh, he's tough, man. He's going to make it. Chris Dorte. He's Chris Duarte, yeah. He's, he's definitely been great. Team. He'll, he'll be probably second-team rookie. Uh, but these are really just guys. So I don't know if Jalen might not make it. Um, Jalen Green? Suggs. Oh, Jalen Suggs. No, no, no. no. I'd, pro- I'd be shocked if Jalen Green, well, I guess, wasn't even second-team. He's their second-leading scorer. Yeah, Jalen Suggs has not, not been good. I, I would be very shocked if he made it. So I think Wagner is going to be uh, on that first team, though. Iowa will be second. Let me ask you this about the Thunder. What's your expectations for them moving forward? Like, where do you want to do see you, them next year? Do you want me to be realistic? Yeah. Okay. Where do you want – where do you th- – You have your – I think you have your top three for the future. Ludor is amazing. Fuck you too, Blake. Ludor um, is amazing. He's a defender. Three and D. He's literally the definition of a three and D. <laughs> Blake's number. Blake's got his middle finger. Oh, that's why I told him to fuck off. But. Shea Gilgis Alexander cannot get rid of him. He is everything that you expected him to be. Trading Paul George. You don't think Lou Dort is Lou Dort is immovable. Us he is. is. I don't. I think if a team, if you move a guy, it's Lou Dort. Because you move Lou Dort, if you move a guy, you move a guy like Lou Dort because you can get something for him. I'm surprised he wasn't kind of thrown out more at the deadline because Lou Dort is the perfect type of guy. Like, if I'm a team that's right there on the cusp of a, of a title team and I need a, a guy that can just fit in, three and D guy. That's what Lou you, Dort you is. Have Josh Lou Dort's going to be like PJ Tucker 2.0. I think easily. But what shoot. I want from the Thunder this offseason. You have to. You absolutely have to get one of Jabari Smith, Paolo, or Chet Holmgren. You have to. You need a big. You have to. You don't have any. All your bigs suck. I don't care what anybody says. They all suck. They suck. They suck. They suck. <laughs> get fucked. They all <laughs> suck. Derek Favors sucks. No shit. Derek Favors is 50. Everybody sucks. They suck, okay? They suck. It, like, do they suck? Yes, they suck. Who is their starting center? Right I, who knows? I don't care. Uh, How do they suck? You they don't know suck. Who it is. You have to get one of those guys. Poku, um, baby, the Poku revelation. I expect. I don't. I expect them. I think this is the off season that they're going to make a move. I think we need to watch out for John Collins. Um, I think he's a possible guy. I've heard some things, but I don't think it's true at all about Zion. But I again, I don't think that's right. I do things. I do think the Pels are going to look to trade him. I don't. I don't know if he ends up with the Thunder. I'm just saying. I think he is. That'd be cool. You got to realize they have 38 picks in the first round. Here's your thing. My issue is you'd probably have to give up Dort or uh, Shea or Josh. I'm guessing it would be Shea. There's no way they'd get rid of Josh Giddey. Yeah, but I, like, but you can easily look, you can easily my, move Lou Dort in a first or two first for John Collins. Yeah, but I was gonna say like, would you if they, if they just throw like, okay, so the Pels next year they bring CJ back. They got Brandon Ingram. The Pels obviously need a point guard, which is why Shea would literally be fucking perfect for them, even if they lost Zion. But like, the part that scares me though, I was gonna is say, I imagine think, if you could pull him for like Lou Dort and like four one. The thing that scares me is that I think they drafted Gideon. We're like. I think they drafted Gay as like, hey, this is a test to see if we can get rid of Shea. But Josh Giddy is more of a, for his career, he's going to be more of like a 17, 7, and 9 type of guy. Like but he's he, going to be the type of dude with the ball in his hand. He, I think eventually he can. Shea have, is more of, an, can boost Shea scoring, is more of a two guard than a point guard. The problem with NBA GMs, dude, is every time they get two guys that are like point guard type guys, 
it's okay. NBA GMs, it's okay if your two Have best players two are fucking point guards. It's okay. Or guys that run, quote, unquote, the point. Kyrie and James Harden would have worked if Kyrie didn't, didn't like, burn Sage 24-7. Absolutely. Okay? Stuff jo- like that works. And that's why, that's why, in my opinion, I trust Sam Presti. He is the... I really think trading... I they guess if they are not, going to make if it's not this offseason, it's never. Seriously, if it's not this offseason, it's never. They're not. They're never going to do. It. They're just going to hold the picks forever. I guess. I thought they were going to trade their first round picks this year. They didn't. If they don't, we have th- four in the next draft. Look, if we dude, don't move them now. We're never. Hey, we're never doing it. If we're it never. means anything, seriously, if it means anything, you don't have to trade picks to get a superstar. Look at what the Grizz. Look at what the Grizzlies did. I mean, you got. They I mean, made. Every, they didn't hoard picks like. I'm just. The, I'm just saying. You gotta, what, what, did the, what did the Thunder do? Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden. Dude, yeah, exactly. You can draft. I know. I'm just. You don't have to. It's just with so many, you don't need. You don't need four first round picks. I really kind of wish they would have been the team to throw like Lou Dort four ones to the to the Pacers for. For DeMontis, they should have never got rid of him in the first place. They got Paul George for it, bro. I know, but still. The trade was... Abs- Plus, Sabonis was nothing like he is now, obviously. And granted, the Pacers obviously would... They got Tyrese Halliburton, so they're better off. But like, Anyway, so for the first round this year, the Thunder have Clippers, Heat, Nuggets, their pick, and the Wizards. The, so the Ro- they do not own the Rockets pick this year? The Rockets is top 14 protected. But then they get theirs next year. No matter what. No matter what. Yeah, this next year should be unprotected, which should be pretty good because the Rockets are not good. Like, the Rockets aren't even close. I think the Thunder are, like, actually close. That's my thing. Like, I think they're... The, th- the Thunder have two... They have easily... They have two ball handlers, two elite... Not I wouldn't say elite. Shea, I think, is elite. Josh Giddy is in his rookie year... Lou Dort is an elite three and D guy. They need a big. Shea's they have a top fifty player in the NBA right now. Shea's, Shea Gilgis Alexander is a top fifty player. Yes, and then I would say Josh is probably somewhere between fifty and hundred. Yeah, somewhere. Their best big man is Isaiah. Isaiah Roby. <laughs> Shea, shout out to Dixon, Illinois, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just saying. If they, I think they go get one of those guys and they make a move. I would have really liked, and again, I know Ben, Ben Simmons. Like, I like Ben, but they would have had to. They, they would have had to get probably way too much. The only thing to get him would probably would have had to have been Shea because Shea, Giddy, and Simmons. I don't think really works. But then again, just Giddy and Simmons. You are right. That kind of isn't. That doesn't really work either. So I understand that. I think Demonis Sabonis would have been a fantastic. Like you're setting yourself up to be. Somewhere between the seventh and the ninth best team in the West next year, at worst, I think. Um, there's going to be people to be had. Who knows? Maybe Donovan Mitchell will want out this summer. But then again, you're, then you're at another like guard type guy. But I mean, Mitchell's good. I just really like what what they're doing right now, and I think it's coming. I feel like if Jabari the- Smith is as good as I, if they get the first pick, are you taking Chet? If, if they, they get the first, if they get pick one, do you want them to take Chet? No. You want them to take Jabari Smith? No. You want them to take fucking Paulo? Absolutely. Stop. No. I'm serious. Why? 
What do you mean, why? Why take Chet? You wanted a big. He's a true big. I think he will have an issue guarding true post-up centers in the NBA. He's not big enough. I uh, I think I the more I'm watching, I've really dove into watching Auburn the last two weeks, bro. Jabari Smith is amazing. I, I dude, I, no, <laughs> I if, have to take all of my takes about drafts back because Jabari Smith is. Fantastic. If they have one, if they have one, they'll probably take Chet Holmgren. My issue and, with Paolo, and, and honestly, they probably will. D- d- don't talk on Paolo. We talk crap about him in his last three games. He's literally missed two shots. And no, he scored I'm like just eight, saying nineteen points. Finally, he's playing like better. I'm just saying he plateaued for a while. I th- and I, then AJ Griffin is their best player right I, now. I the reason I say Paolo is this went from rookies to like the Thunder and drafting, but that's totally fine. I like it. Keep I going. think the reason you take Paulo is because I think he fits your play style more than Chet Holmgren does. You are a, you are a young run and gun team. Not seeing Chet Holmgren can't run up and down the floor, but I was I was saying I think they should take Jabari Smith just because I think Jabari is the best player in the draft now. But uh, but no, I Jabari or Paulo, I wouldn't be mad. I, really, those three guys, I wouldn't be mad. I'm just, it's also me. I will say, hand up. It's Duke me guy. being a little bit of a homer. But I think a little bit. I no 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 no. I'm getting. I'm giving you my reasons. Give me a second, dog. Dang. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking. With I think you. he fits their play style more. Him and Jabari Smith are very similar. I think Jabari shoots better from the outside, but you necessarily don't need a guy to shoot. F- you don't necessarily need a guy to shoot from the outside. I think Paulo in the post, I think he's better. I think he has better moves, and he has a mid-range game. And I think Sam Presti is one of the best developers of rookies in the NBA. And I think him being paired with Paulo, I think, can really untap his potential of not being scared to, you know, shoot mid-rangers or, you know, use your moves. Like, his problem at Duke is that Coach K goes, okay, Paulo, go make a play. And then he tries to ISO for 25 seconds. He can't do that. And I think with the Thunder, you have Shea and Josh Giddy. They can create space, give him a little post-up move. You know, you have he 10 sh- seconds. You can, can easily cre- make a move and shoot a turnaround. He can create those shots right And he now, can even create those cannot, shots. But he cannot. He, like, with the ball. Like I saying, told I'm you, he, ha- he has a grocery bag, but ain't nothing in the bag. He, ha- like, he, he can- has the bag, but nothing's in it. He has the ability to get in the mid-post and, like, turn and score. And he did it a couple times, like, the first time we watched him this year against Kentucky, um, which is when I was like, okay. At that point, I was like, yeah, he could play in the league and be, like, a guy. Like, he could, he would be, he's as good as some of these rookies. Say. Right now, I think that was a dumb take by me. I think Jabari's better than him. But, again, I think, Ch- I think Paolo plateaued. AJ Griffin coming back, I think it's fucking sky. Who okay? If those are the top three, how is he not four? Right? I, AJ Griffin. Am I? He's got to be. You're a AJ Griffin more than I am AJ, right now. AJ Griffin. I teams that could use AJ Griffin. The Thunder don't need him. I love him, but they don't need him. You have Lou Dort, Shea, and Josh Giddy. You don't need another wing guard guy. Obviously, the, okay, hold on real quick. Just for people clear, they're going to be like, well, Jabari Smith and Paul are wings. Yeah, but they're like fours. They're fours. They're so, more fours than then, they are threes. They're 6'10", 6'11", which right. I, in this day and age, it doesn't matter. But I think they are more forwards than they are wings. AJ Griffin is a true wing. Uh, AJ Griffin on the Kings, I think, would be really good. With De'Aaron, DeMontis, and AJ Griffin, I think that'd be sick. And Davion Mitchell put some respect on his name. I think AJ on the... Pistons, they could use. They literally, 
I mean, they have uh, the Rockets could use Sadiq Bay, but I think Sadiq Bay is more of a two, and you can have AJ at the three, and then Bagley at the four, and Stewart at the five. I just realized something. Both the Pistons get Jabari Smith. I don't think they. I, I think they're going to go more of a guard than they are a four. But you think so? I think they're going to bag Bagley. Bagley's been really, really, really good for them. Truth. And you have Isaiah Stewart. But could, you could also bring Bagley as like you could play him as like a smaller five though. Yeah. Bagley off the bench. I don't want. Hey, him. shout out to us though for shout out to us though for being right on Marvin Bagley, right? Absolutely. High five, high five moment. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm shocked it took an hour and fifteen minutes for us to give a Marvin Bagley shout out. By the way, hey, you know I was I was I was just waiting for the opportune time. I didn't want to. You know, <laughs> we did want to be did, like we I were did. like so Blake. Your thoughts on Luka Doncic and the Mavs being a Finals contender? Yeah, Joe, I think that's great. But Marvin Bagley has been fucking incredible with the Pistons. Jabari's <laughs> Jabari's probably going to end up. This is this is one of my mock drafts that I uh, just. Uh, You're mentioning guards, so I was going to say then. This is a this is a big big heavy. I the only I think I'm I know really, who the I'm best guard really, in the draft is. It's Jaden Ivey. I think it's, it's Jaden Ivey. So that, I don't just know how really, Jaden Ivey would fit on the Pistons. He won't fit well. The problem is that a lot of mock drafts that I see have the Thunder taking Jaden Ivey, and it scares me. That would be dumb. Joe, Joe, it scares me. Like I, I is have, it be cold on along? I have Time nightmares. Out. Is it because they're mocking them as like the seventh or eighth pick, fourth? Really? They're that worse. They're that bad. I mean, you got the other Rockets, Pistons, and Magic. Oh, Magic. It just because if you can't if you can't get those three, you gotta take BPA, and he would be the BPA. He just to me, he does. Wouldn't not. you rather them take like? Wouldn't they rather take like even that high? At that point, at that point, I'm moving back in the draft. Or at okay, that let's point, let's say they have the fourth pick, which would be tough. That would be a, that would be shitty. Fourth pick, up. you take Jalen Duran. I don't care. Is he, there's no way he goes that high. There's Move no back. way he goes that high. And he is a, he is draft eligible this year, right? Yeah. Move back. Would Johnny Davis at four be a stretch? He's at five. Keegan Murray. If they take Keegan Murray, I'm not a fan. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't think he's going to translate to the NBA. I don't really think so either. I don't think I'm sorry. I, I'm enough. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm. Being I don't honest. think he can create a shot well enough. If I'm, gonna I've be- seen. I've seen Johnny Davis do it. I know he can. Johnny Davis is a pro. He's good. Yes, Jaden Ivey, pro. Jaden Ivey's fucking electric. I don't. I, I don't think Keegan Murray can. I'm sorry. It's not even me being an Illinois fan. It's just me having the eye test. I don't think he can create. And my a my sh- eyes aren't stupid. Yeah, your eyes. I don't think he can create a shot like I don't, that. These I guys, other guys can. Could he go out there and get a bucket for you? Yeah. Is he going to go in the first round? This is not yeah. the greatest guard draft. I think there's going to be guys out there that are like steel level players. You know uh, the the reason it's not a, it's not a guard draft is because all the guards are in the uh, G League. And then look how that's fared. Dyson for him. Daniels, Jaden Hardy, Shaden Sharp didn't even play this year. And look how that's fared for him. Ty Ty Washington. Been fantastic. Kennedy Chandler. Those two, yeah. Ty Ty Washington, by the way, could be a. For all you guys out there that are listening, go look up, go look up Nikola Jovic. Jovic. Is he the dude from? Uh, is he the new Slovenian kid? Bucket. Is he in this year's draft? <laughs> yeah. Really? He is. He is a walking bucket. Oh my god! I I wanted to go to the Nuggets just so we get confused. 
<laughs> Nikola Jokic and Nikola Jokic. Jovic. Jovic. Jovic is because it's like J O V I C, right? Yeah, and he's a shooting guard and he's 6'10. He's a stud. <laughs> I think you showed me some tape of him. Uh, bro, once. he is. And it was like, what he the is an fuck? absolute bucket. Um, but, but uh, uh, that was nice. We both said that. Yeah, that was time. cute. I kind of like that. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Cute's the word that you used. I Shoot, like even for me. Like even if like the Thunder used one of the late round picks and got like Mark Williams, I wouldn't be upset because where is he gonna go? First round, only first, bro. I thought you were gonna say like top fifteen, and I was gonna not disagree with you. He's a game changer. I think he'll go top twenty. Do you want to? Do you want me to be honest on where I think he's gonna go? Where? And imagine, <sighs> I think he's gonna go to the Bucks. <laughs> oh hell, that'd be <laughs> tough. Yeah. Good luck, yeah. Chuck. Oh my God! Could you imagine? I wouldn't mind the Thunder taking a guy like him in the late rounds or EJ Liddell, please. Dude, someone is going to get him. Is is EJ Liddell the Cam Thomas of this year's draft? Um, now, granted, I thought he, I thought Cam Thomas should have went like top ten. I don't. I wouldn't say Liddell's a top ten guy, but he's gonna go somewhere like late first round, and it's gonna be like, oh, passing on this guy was a fucking mistake. I think your, I think your Cam Thomas this year is. Give it to me. Come on, Blake. Trust your opinion in, on basketball about as well as anybody I know outside of like Omar Patrick Baldwin and Danny. Patrick Baldwin. He was the number two player in the country, and he went to go play for his dad at Green Bay. Or not Green Bay. Sorry. Uh. 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 Let me fact check myself. Sorry. Wisconsin, Milwaukee. Okay. He went to go play for his dad instead of going to Kentucky. And I think he is an animal. He's really good, but he plays for, you know, a very, 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 very low D1 school. Him or J.D. Davidson. I don't know how his game is going to translate to the league. I don't think he should come out. Maybe it's because they've been a bit underwhelming this year, but I don't know. I was really buying Bama stock. We're talking college hoops now. I was buying Bama stock, and then they got fucking shellacked by Texas A&M today. So my heart's a bit broken. I was kind of on the uh, (laughs) – I've been on an SEC bender, Blake. I've like – if you had to – before today, I probably would have been like, yeah, three SEC teams are in the Elite Eight. (laughs) (laughs) And then fucking Bama just broke my heart. But, I mean, Arkansas still exists, so even though I think they lost LSU. I didn't watch the end of that game. The game was fun, though. So, uh, yeah, this was some good stuff, my friend. It was indeed. Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, we're going to do this, like, weekly. We're going to talk some talk some shit. I'm sure next week, hopefully, we'll bring, uh, bring some more good NBA stuff. I don't know if you want to join me for the college March Madness. Oh, you already know I love talking about March Madness. So, the co- the I already have his winning it all. Don't ask me. You don't want to know. I'll. If I told you who I think I would actually pick right now, I don't know. <laughs> you would probably. Uh, oh yeah. Who, yeah. No. Go ahead. Hit me with it. Who do you think? There's two teams right now that if I had a gun to my head, I'm picking to win the national right. title. I'm assuming I know both of them. Go ahead. Go One's ahead. Arizona. Yes, one is Arizona. Uh, I figured. That game still haunts me. We should have beat them. They're really good. God. Okay. So I'm gonna tell they you. Have who, 15, I'm gonna, 18, they have fifteen, eighteen. I'm gonna tell you who. Good. I'm gonna tell you in the top five who they not are. Who you? Who your other ones aren't? You're not saying Gonzaga. 
because I don't trust them either. I don't okay. trust. I don't trust them in a game. Uh, I don't trust them in a game. Free stuff. This is some free game right now. You're getting by the way because this stuff's about supposed to be coming up like next weekend. But Blake, Blake Sorry. and I are bullshit, so it's fine. Um, I don't trust Gonzaga to be I don't. against a team that is going to out overwhelm them with athleticism. Is is yours Arizona and Purdue, or are you not on Purdue anymore? It's <laughs> no, it's not Purdue. Um, okay, so it's not Purdue, and I know I know for a fact it's not Duke. Okay, so. Gonzaga, I'm worried about their team. The teams overwhelming them with athleticism, like Baylor kind of did. Hold on, not yet. Let me get through these. Um, so I'm worried about them just picking a national champion right now. Gun to my gun pointed at my face. Um, so that's my issue. Worry. That's the thing I worry about with with Gonzaga. Even though Chet's great, with uh, Purdue, for example, dog. If if they get the wrong fucking matchup like 15 seed they could get bounced as no absolutely because they suck on defense they're horrific defensively are you gonna say wisconsin no I'm okay not thank say god okay okay so hold on so duke and you're not saying are you duke hold on duke too inconsistent and i don't trust their guards enough they don't have enough good guards kills has been really good kills has been better lately Had 30 i need to see them Here's the thing, too, man. They fucking play in the ACC. The ACC sucks. So I'm like, going... are they gonna play? Are they gonna play in round two against like Ohio? If all... right now, Blake, Ohio State's projected to be a seven seed because <laughs> of them sucking lately. They've been other than the Illinois game. They lost to at Maryland and they fucking lost to Nebraska last night, like or two nights ago. Or, That's yeah, what they yeah, always last do. Night. They always beat Illinois like, and then they lose to shitty teams. Let's just say a team like Ohio State is a seventeen seven seed, and obviously they played each other, but like. Like, okay, so a team like that's a seven seed, or a TCU is a seven seed. They get Duke. That's a that's a type of team that could knock them out. Oh, no, I I, I agree with you, but you want me to be honest? Hmm. That's with every team, though. I don't, there's not a single – you know, usually every year we go into, like, the March Madness, and there's, like, a team that's, like, 27-1. We're like, that team's going to win. There's teams there's this year – There's not a single team I think that goes a- into the tournament that I'm like – that team. There's a lot of teams that are like super. You want to know who I'm? I, again, guys, this is free information. You want to know who I'm very high on that a lot of people aren't? Who? Providence. I think they're really good. I that, that Bynum guy is a freaking animal. He I, is. He is awkward. Are you not with me on this? So off on Providence, bro. They're they're I know, bro. They are Wisconsin kind is too, especially with. Did you see how Wisconsin beat Purdue? Yeah. That shot that Chucky Hepburn hit. Oh, my fucking God. I'd kill myself if I was a Purdue fan. Um, But uh, P- Providence is like the biggest luck box in college basketball this you year. You think so? They, they're they like, I think they're number one. They're Yeah, they're number one in Ken Palm luck this year. Uh, Their close game analytic numbers have been ridiculously one-sided. They're going to end up like a four seed and just get doused. I'm worried. They got dudes though. I want dude. Trust me, I want to love Providence. Dude, I but I I, I watch so hard. Ugh, I know. If they but. come out in the Big East tournament and actually like do stuff, I'm worried they're gonna play like St. John's in the first game of the Big East tournament and get clapped. Like that's what I'm worried about. If that'll, but if they like make a run and like win the Big East tournament, I'll be like, okay, here we go. But the problem too, they played Villanova twice and lost to him twice. Um, but they both. Been very, 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 very close. They have been, but again, that's just how. Those are the but only like, two like close like games every, they've lost. This year. Everybody else, bro, they're just like they're dog walking. But okay, they're not so even you, bad teams. They dog walk DePaul. They 
August. They got housed by Marquette, but they, I mean, they, then they dog walk St. John's, then they lost to Villanova by five. They dog walk Creighton. Creighton's a very good team. They Great lost to Villanova by two. So okay, it's just it's just analytics stuff. Okay, what were the other teams? You were naming like five teams. You think it's not? You I think I think your other team is Auburn. They would be third. Third? Okay, yeah. so, so God, are you gonna say Baylor? No, you can't. No, God, oh. I want to, but there, I, I can't. I can't. Kansas? No, stop. God. Hold on. Yeah, go ahead, and say it. Because I'm so Auburn. I I don't trust their guards right now. Sometimes. I really want to love Wendell Green. I really do. But there's sometimes they play and it's just like, dude, run pick and roll with Walker Kessler, who's great, or just give the fucking ball to Jabari Smith and they just decide not to do it. Um, <laughs> the whole second half, Jabari Smith like couldn't miss a shot against Tennessee and they just decided to not pass on the ball. It was mind-boggling. You're going to hear me uh, cheer um, for these uh, lower. I'm also very high on Murray State. Yes, bro. <laughs> you you remember how I called Ohio and Ohio, you remember how I called Ohio and Roberts oh, last Murray year? Oh, State's so good. You remember that, Blake? Yeah. Free game before I do the mid major or before I do the conference championship pod. Oh my god, they're so good. Free game, and hopefully these two teams do not lose in their conference tournaments. One of them, it's going to be tough because one of them to win their conference tournament would have to be, I think, twenty three wins in a row to get in. Be and they'll only if they don't win their conference tournament, they won't get in. So it'll be tough. Murray State's one of them. They're not that team. I think Murray State's pretty much a lock, even if they lose to, like, Belmont in their conference Yeah, no, final. they'll be fine. Because they'd only have three losses. Um, Murray State. So, I, last year I called Ohio and Oral Roberts. Yes, I remember that. Winning. I will I will vouch for you. Um, Murray State, South Dakota State. Those are my two this year. For now, could be more. South Dakota State's good. And you want to know what I hate? The last bra- okay, the last bracketology I saw Illinois play in New Mexico State, which it was still like, God damn it. Um, but uh, <laughs> South Dakota State was one of them at one time. I was like, shit, do not. North Texas, maybe. I need to do digging on North Texas. I haven't seen much game on them. Um, but South Dakota State is... Uh, I've watched a lot of Murray State. Murray State's awesome. They're, they're, they're top two guys, K.J. Hill and... Uh, or K- I think K.J. Williams might be his name. But him and they got a, Hill, a guy, Hill are two guys that were on the team that went to the that won a tournament game with Jaw a couple mm. years ago. They were freshmen, I think. Yeah. So they got experience. They've They're been in the big so moments. Good. They're tough, dude. They're good. They're tough. Like I, I, they were playing Southeast Missouri State on Saturday. I turned. They went down like thirteen. We were at dinner. He was like, "Oh, Murray State's down 13. I was like, "Shit, I'll turn the game on." I turned the game on, and they they fucking go from down thirteen to up five in like fifteen seconds. It felt like it was awesome. Okay, my other team you're going to hate. And I want, by the way, Baylor. I really, 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 really want it to be Baylor. But them losing John uh, Chama Chachua and uh, LJ Cryer being in and out of the lineup with the foot injury is something that scares me. You're going to hate this. You really can't guess? You guessed everybody but them. You didn't say, you said no Kansas, no Kentucky. No it, was- nope, it's Kentucky. You didn't say no Kentucky. It's Kentucky. Arizona and Kentucky are my two kind of. Those are my two right now. Gun to my head. I'm feeling it. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know Actually, why. no, I do know why. I can give you good reasons why. And here they are. Arizona, obviously, with what they're playing with, their bigs. I can agree with their you on skill. Kentucky. They're very lengthy. Oh, so you're more off on. I thought you would hate me for picking Kentucky. I do. I do. I'm not going to lie. I do. 
they're way better than they were when they played Duke, bro. I, I, they're better. They're better than Duke right now. If they played again right now, I'd expect. I would say Kentucky would probably be favored. If they played Duke today. One team improves yearly. One team doesn't. Like I think Duke will. The I think Duke is outside of the AJ Griffin thing. You that Duke is not better than they were when we saw them play opening night. Outside of AJ Griffin being. You know, Nature Griffin being what we thought he could be, outside of that, which makes a difference. But I also think in that Paulo is a little worse than what it was. Trevor Keels obviously got worse. He's a bench guy now. Jeremy Roach is a guy. Blake hates. Let's not talk about him. Mark Williams is great, but he's still the same the same dude. I just think Kentucky. I mean, the year that they got drilled by that Zion team, they still went to the Elite Eight and they were great. They they runners up in the SC tournament. Like they just they're a team that always gets better. So like, I think Kentucky. Sov- Here's the thing too. They've. I think the SEC is the best conference in the country. They've won a bunch of their league games without one or both of Savier Wheeler and Ty Ty Washington. Could you imagine like Illinois playing without Trent and freaking? Now, granted, yeah, they did, I guess, but, but like you got to realize that's a little bit different because Kentucky's still full of five-star players. It's I know, but it's not like the high-level, sexy type ones. Like I just love their makeup of their team, man. Dylan Grady's been great. Obviously, Oscar Shibway's sensational. If Kofi, if it's not Kofi, it should be Oscar Shibway. It's probably gonna be Oscar, Oscar Shibway, but I think it should be Kofi. But I think I think Shibway deserves to be a National Player of the Year type guy. Um, he's been fantastic. Um, so yeah, man, that's my stuff. Arizona and Kentucky, right now, right now. It's so. all subject to change. Yeah, because it's all going to be matchups. It's all going to be matchups. It's okay when when the uh, when the NCAA brackets come out. I'm really going to do 32 brackets with every 64 brackets with every team winning because I have no idea. <laughs> there, look, man, when when it comes out, there could there's a legit there's now look has to be certain teams for them to play, but I think. My latest look. My latest bracket thing. Who are, you, who are your Who are your four one seeds right now? Because I think one and two are pretty set in stone, but three and four are very all over the place at the moment. My overall one. I just. I literally just. This type of stuff I do at work. I literally just filled. I did, I put a f- entire field sixty eight together. By the way, in that I had Duke into the Sweet Sixteen and losing Wisconsin. So it was a that's interesting coin toss type of deal. Um. Um, top four, my top, my top, my one seeds. Uh, shit. This is just me personally, and I'm also picking who I think would win the conference tournaments. Uh, number one overall seed Arizona, then Gonzaga, Auburn, Kentucky. But if I also think Kentucky's gonna win the tournament, if you take Kentucky off. And you put Baylor there. If Baylor won the Big Twelve, I understand that. So you think Duke's going to be a two seed? Yeah. Just because the ACC is so bad. Yeah. Plus, I also won't be shocked if they don't win the ACC. I won't be shocked if like Virginia somehow or like Florida State. They're playing. They're actually like playing well. Florida State with the Virginia win, then they beat Notre Dame tonight. Who Notre Dame's a tournament team? So Florida State winning that game is impressive. Maybe. They could possibly rally. Maybe like Wake. Could UNC? There's some bid stealers in there. Like I think that'll be more desperate than Duke. 
If I look, if I actually picked who I think is going to win the ACC tournament, I think Duke would. Miami's another team. Like the only three teams I would have from the field or four, I think the three locks right now for the ACC would be Duke, Miami, and Notre Dame. Notre Dame ahead of Miami. North Carolina's going to make it too. I don't think so, dude. They're, dude, they're like they 20, they're like twenty three and seven. I'm talking about the tournament. I don't think they're going to win. The, I, they're going to the NCAA tournament. No, I don't think they are. They don't have enough good wins. Dude, That's, if they get if they play against Duke Saturday and get shelled again, they are definitely not. Every every single like bracket guy that I follow, like Palm and Lenardi, they have North Carolina like first out. row, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because their lack of good wins They've are, been housed by every like good team. Every time they play good teams, they get smoked. So I think if they now granted, right now they're playing more well. But if they play Saturday against Duke and get creamed again, Which, like it's Coach K's last game at home. I really think they it's are. It's a bad matchup for them, man. It's a terrible matchup for them. If they get drilled again, eh, they're out. They're done. I don't think they're getting in. Unless they win the AC tournament, then obviously. But So, yeah, those are my four ones. Duke's a two right now. I had to have Duke on the two line. My last bracket I did, I had Wisconsin on the three, and I had a Purdue a two, so I'd probably flip that now with Wisconsin winning the Big Ten. I think my other twos... Would probably right now be like Baylor and then Kansas. Threes, Purdue. I'd say Illinois is a four right now. Threes would be like Villanova. They're a three. Obviously, Purdue. So, fun be interesting. Yeah. It's going to be shaking out. Like, I'm so excited. March Madness is going to be mad because... <laughs> Duh. <sighs> you know, it's March Madness. So, yeah. All right. We'll talk more uh, uh, next week. Thanks as always, buddy. Yes, sir. All right. That was awesome. 90-plus minutes of that. I mean, elite. Shout-out to Blake for being fantastic, as always. I think that, uh, you know, this is going to be great. Weekly, we're going to do stuff with him. We're going to be able to, you know... I think Blake really is probably the... Best guy we bring on outside of I know Nick and Mac we obviously are able to like deep dive into stuff, but basketball wise, no guest I bring on outside of like Omar. And obviously eventually we'll have stuff with like Omar and Bark, the guys from the non casuals pod. Shout out to them by the way. But like outside of Blake, there's not really uh anybody that I can just kind of, we can kind of flow with basketball conversation like that. Um so that was fun. So can't wait to do that weekly. Um, I know we went got into some college stuff there at the end, which uh, we'll bring up here every now and then. Um, but NBA stuff pretty much every week. We're going to have different topics and stuff. And obviously next week we're going to have a lot of uh, college basketball things uh, to bring to the table. The goal will still be to do an NBA-centric pod. We're going to bring – we're going to, uh, you know, dive for topics weekly to, to bring. Obviously we had some good stuff this week with Ja, Luka, Jokic, things like that, some all-rookie stuff. So – um, gotta love it, man. Got to love it. A special thank you to all the guys at the FFSQC network here, the podcast network, what we're doing and we're rolling through, bringing some great talent on. And thank you all for sticking through and listening here to the end. Uh, all my, all the people that listen and support the pod, of course, share, like, uh, you can find us on all different platforms, Spotify, Apple music, uh, iTunes, excuse me, Amazon music, all of those things. Um, could, I thank everybody that supports and listens. Tell tell your friends. You know, like I always say, man, if you tell one person, 
and you know that person tells somebody else. You you challenge them to do the same. You tell one person about this that you believe hasn't heard, and you challenge them to do the same. Man, there's a lot of magic that could happen. So, uh, shout out to Blake again. That was some special stuff. Follow us on Twitter, obviously at FFSQC for the podcast network and all the stuff dealing with uh, with what we're got, what we got going on. Then follow me on Twitter at Joe the Show three sixty five and at Joe the Show QC S. And and uh, Joe the Show Winkle on Facebook for live videos. We're gonna do some live stuff. I think the Selection Sunday in two weeks we'll do Selection Sunday live on there. We did it last year, so that'll be fun. So outside of that, this has been fun. Uh, back in the game room once again. Blake brought it with his knowledge and his A game. Blake also brought it with the light. He brought the he lit the sign up. Some nostalgia. I feel like we we crossed some bridges here today that we hadn't crossed in a bit. It's been fun. You know what it is. This is the Educated Ignorance Podcast from the game room where game is discussed. Game was discussed today. And remember, if you ain't got your game, you best pass the sticks. We'll see you next time, folks. We are out.